Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Kate Lichtenstein. We recorded this during the Oli Old Time Festival in February at the home of former guests of the show, Ellie and Annie Davis from the Sassafras Sisters. Thanks for hosting us. Make sure to like and follow Get Up in the Cool on Facebook so you can see the video I posted from this episode and share it with the world. Other than word of mouth, that's the best way to let people know that this show exists because... More than ever, right now, people need to be transported to a simpler time when one could sit down with another person in their home and play music and chat. I really took that for granted. Maybe someone you know could use the show right now. I know it's really helping me. Stick around afterwards, and I'll tell you how to keep up with this week's guest. But first, here's my interview and jam with Kate Lichtenstein. Enjoy. Kate Lichtenstein, welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Hey, thanks. Uh, I think we're at one of the Sassafras sisters' homes. <laughs> Both of the Sassafras. Well, yeah, well the you're two, right. Yeah. Two of the three, Two of right? the three. The biological the Sassafras sisters. <laughs> thanks for hosting us. Thank sisters. you. Sisters. Yeah. And parents of sisters. Yeah. This is, I mean, I like the Olympia Timberland Library, and it was really cool that you can just get space there for free, but I would much rather be in a home. It so. sounded appealing, Timberland, but this yeah. is very nice. I mean, no, it's, it's you know, it's yeah. like... We're home. It's pretty gray. It's and really <laughs> comfortable here. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome, yeah. I'm very happy to be yeah. hosted here for mm. the weekend. Do you usually come to the Olympia 
old time? I've, yeah, I think I've come down probably most of my years playing old time. Hmm. Not always. I think the first time I ever came down, it took like six hours to get here from Seattle. Yes. It was like Friday. Yeah. And uh, Morgan, my husband's band, was playing a concert. And uh, I think they made it almost, it, they might have been like 20 minutes late. It was sketchy. but uh, So I've always been a little fearful. It was nice to come down yesterday on a Thursday. Yes. Come down early. That's the way to do it. Don't try to get here on a Friday night. It's hard yeah. to get out of Seattle. Uh, it can be. Yeah. If you're driving. <laughs> yes. Easier on other modes of transportation, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what did we play? What was that first tune? Yeah, that's a tune called Moonlight. And I got that from Bruce Green. And, you know, I'm not sure where he got it. Hmm. But I'll dig around for that at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's... I think that tune has happened to me before. It may <laughs> even have been on the show. I'm mm, not sure. Cool. But Bruce Green tunes are, are really good. Well, here's a question. How did you hear about Bruce Green? Yeah, that is a good question. And I feel like that was an early influence of mine because Morgan, my now husband, um, is friends with Bruce and has visited him another, a number of times and anyway, had a lot of recordings of Bruce Green. So. When I met Morgan, which was about nine years ago, I think, um, and I was kind of just getting into old time, but he'd been in the scene longer than me and had yeah. all these recordings. And so I kind of dug in there and he has them all on like a little Mac. It's like a jukebox. I mean, nothing, nothing else works on that computer anymore, except, just you know, just music. So he has his <laughs> yeah. screen filled with Bruce So Green. he has like a bunch of so. like, uh, source recordings of Bruce Green that aren't public that he just has. Well, I don't <laughs> is know. that what you're saying? I think some of them are like the cassettes, Yeah. but now, you know, they're on yeah. the, the Mac, but cool. I don't know if the, yeah, they're, I, yeah, the, the genesis of them, whether other people don't have them. I bet other people have them. I don't think he's I mean, we're the like sole doxing your husband right like, now. <laughs> all these like old time stalkers so are like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I, didn't mean, he, I don't think he even knows I'm doing I this. Want. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Yeah. So that's a good uh, connection. Then. Yeah, but we've also visited, and I've been able to visit mm. to Bruce and his wife, Loy, and uh, so we've played tunes together so some of them i actually got you know from, from bruce yeah playing with bruce or yeah i heard playing with him so hmm. such a treat very good yeah so you so nine years ago is that when you said you were just starting to get into all-time music then i think so i've been trying to track it um yeah nine or ten years ago i think i got started i mean i've always played guitar here and there and I started playing some bluegrass-ish music with some friends. Yeah. And what some did, of those friends. Mean? Yeah. But, what, well, do you, what do you mean by ish? Because I like was playing guitar. Yeah. And sort of bluegrass, but I would say influenced by like a lot of genres. Like I wasn't like a mean flat picker, you yeah. know. So, was, but they were playing kind of more bluegrass. Although yeah. some of them were also like old time. Sure. Curious, I guess, or whatever the word is. <laughs> God bless those silly. old-time curious bluegrass musicians. And so some yes. of them were like, hey, there's this string band class. Um, there's a jam, an old-time jam. at a, It was at Connor Byrne at the time. So I was like, cool, I'll go to that. So I went to that, and I was like, oh, this is like what I'm looking for. Mm. So I took the, canote, um, the string band class that Jerry and Greg and Candy Goldman put yes. on. And so I was playing guitar in that, and then I was like, realized I was learning all the fiddle tunes in my head, and then I was like, I have to get a fiddle. So I think I took the string band class for a quarter or two on guitar, and then I found a fiddle on Craigslist and just started playing it, and I was totally obsessed. So yeah, you were like, because sometimes I play with old-time guitarists, and it's clear that they just have a really good instinct around the music and how to navigate it, but they're very in the moment and they don't necessarily like have a repertoire. And then some old time guitarists know more tunes than most fiddlers that I know. Mm. And they could just recite them all. Mm. It sounds like you were maybe like oriented more that way around playing guitar, which is why you started doing this. I, yeah, I don't know. I think, um, I think I learned by ear really well. I grew up playing 
music and was surrounded by music in my family. Yeah, what, what kind of music were you surrounded by? Um, well, I played classical piano from about age eight, like through college. Yeah. And then my mom plays piano really well, and she's always played. Um, and she sings. She actually studied music in college, and so there was always that music around. And then my dad played guitar, so I probably picked up guitar from him. I mean, not like trained, you know, he just loves playing yeah. old folk, folk songs and he loves all kinds of music like jazz and blues and he has all these great records from the 60s and like lived in New York City in the 60s and yeah. I don't know. So there's just like all kinds of music around. I think right. we have a pretty musical family, but you know, not like professionals, but just but you around people, the house. You had people around to be an example of not only to play music and that that's a normal, like to normalize that, but also to normalize interest in music. Yeah. Like it was this everywhere. is a thing that's like you should that that is normal to pursue uh over maybe other activities that are like um more just sort of like relaxing or mainstream or Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Escapist. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It was normalized. It was. You know, I was thinking back too to like, well, before I played piano, like I played the recorder. Like I actually took recorder lessons. Hell yeah. <laughs> lessons. One on one. Like one on one. Wow. Like not just like a plastic one in the school, but like I had a recorder. I think a teacher came to our house and I like, you know, took lessons. And actually my mom played too. Wow. And like both of her sisters Were and you my grandmother. Like early music? Yeah, we'd play early music. And actually <sighs> cool. I was thinking back and like we had a basket of like recorders. You know, maybe a soprano and an alto and a, I don't, a tenor? Is that what it, a baritone? I don't remember what the other graduations of the recorders are. So we'd have a basket of recorders and like, you know, there'd be some music in there. And then when my grandmother and my aunts would come over and my mom, like, I think we used to just play like little recorder ensembles just like for fun. And that's great. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I played in an early music ensemble in college. Oh, nice. So I have a soft spot in my heart for, yeah. For that. Well, I was like six, so you know, it's not like I was playing very advanced music. Sure. But I don't know if I was a recorder prodigy or anything. But you were playing recorders with adults yes. on purpose. Yeah. Not forced. Yes. I I, I loved it. It I was pretty like fun. I kind of wish I still had my basket of recorders. I might have to you should make, recreate that yeah. in my house. Start a new basket. <laughs> First step. Find a, a good basket for recorders. Yes. Then that start is, putting recorders in it. That's a good thrifting goal. I like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why were you playing? Why were you playing piano in college? Um, that's yeah. That's also it's got a little bit of a story. I mean, so yeah, I started piano when I was eight, and it was one of those where my mom was like, "You will play the piano," and I tried to quit, you know, and I'd get sad when. I didn't cut my nails and the teacher would be mad at me. So like, it was like one of those where I probably could have gone a different direction, but yeah. that was one area where my parents were like, you'll stick with this, you know, yeah. stick with it. It'll pay off later. And it totally did. And you know, by the time I got to high school or something like that, I was, I could gain enjoyment, you know, feel enjoyment from my own playing. Like yeah. that's such a cool feeling. Yes. And, um, and then when I got to college, I didn't pursue music you know, as a major, and I didn't play when I first got there, and I realized like something was really missing from my life, and uh, yeah, so I found a teacher and started playing again, and life was better. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know very many people who, like, willfully will take lessons outside of the context of like a major or something, hmm. like of classical hmm. piano specifically. Hmm. Interesting. And like, usually it just sort of drops off. Yeah. Oh, so great. I had gotten kind of into sports. Like I also really love like being outside and yeah. being active and sometimes that took o- takes over and that's what happened in college. I got there and I just had to like go running all the time or I rode crew. It, I kind of become obsessed with things and I kind of became obsessed and then I was really missing music. Yeah. I think I got ma- mad at my parents like, why are you making me do, do these sports? You know, and they're like, uh, <laughs> that's kind of like all you. Yeah. <laughs> you just Why assumed, can't I play music, you know? You would assumed because you were doing something really seriously that your parents had made you do it. Yes, like, because totally. Of, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, and they're like, mm, yeah. <laughs> Look at yourself. Yeah. So I did, and then 
I, uh, I was so actually so thankful to find this really amazing teacher. Um, her name's Diana Fanning in Vermont, where I was in school. And um, yeah, I got super inspired. And I it was just like also a nice, I could go to the practice room and just like, it was quiet. And I could just play for hours. And yeah. it was like a really soothing kind of thing, you know? Mm. I got really into it. Yeah. Yeah. And and now my mom takes lessons from Diana um, oh. in Vermont, which is so cool. That's great. And yeah, music's everywhere. So yeah, I just have to say my mom and her two sisters also, like they go to this music camp several times a year, a piano camp. So I can like relate because like piano we camp. go to all these festivals yeah. and they go to piano camp. Yeah. It's a really neat place in Vermont. Um, anyway. I didn't even yeah. know that was a thing. Yeah, well, it started for kids. It was called Sonatina, and then, like, all the parents wanted to go. So they started Sonata. <laughs> and they yeah, go, like... Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Mm. So, piano someday piano. I'd like to do that. I would like to get back to piano. I, I keep piano. meaning to do it as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It's a good instrument. It's just you can't take it with you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you could try. <laughs> Build a van, get a van, build in a piano. Well, what do you want to play next? Yeah, well, let's see, we're in D, right? How about that, um, Jenny, why don't you get some good old cider? Yes. I also think I got this one from Bruce Green. Yeah. I like this title a lot. I feel like, is it... Is it because Jenny needs to like chill <laughs> or something? Like I always wonder about it. Are they like Jenny? Like you're in charge of like get us some cider. Oh yeah, or is yeah? I don't know. <laughs> I, it's not that. There's a lot of different ways to read it. Yeah, I like to think of it just like Jenny. Just get, you should. Will you just please drink drink a pint of cider? <laughs> like you're stressing us all out. Yeah, we'll all feel better yeah. if you drink some cider. You'll feel better. <laughs> Well, and then there's Patty. And then know. there's Patty. I don't know where Patty is in all of this. But yeah. This is Jenny's, Jenny's version. The call to Jenny.
sweet tunes. <laughs> sweet playing. Yeah, it's really nice playing with you. Me too. <laughs> yeah, you've uh, you were saying earlier how you've been doing a lot of dance playing, and maybe you haven't had the opportunity to play some nice calm fiddle music in a yeah. minute. Yeah, it's true. I've been trying to amp it up. I have been playing a lot of dances lately, and I yeah, I think. When I last talked to you, I was talking about how I just came back from the Cowboy Poetry Gathering. and uh, Yes. So, will yeah. You tell, will you unpack that a little bit? <laughs> I know. You're <laughs> yeah. like, I got to hear about yeah, that. Yeah, please. I was like, what am I going to say? Yeah. <laughs> what complex. is it and why? Yeah. Well, that's... And how? <laughs> I don't know if I can do justice to all of those questions, but I'll, I'll do what I can. Um, well, this was the 36th year of the Cowboy Poetry Gathering in Elko, Nevada. And uh, so yeah, started in the 90s. Um, you know, I should probably know more history about it than I do. I was sort of asked to come along by people who've gone before. And so I'm still like learning all about it. And um, we were um, asked to be a square dance band there. And I think oh, it's only cool. the second year that they've had square dancing. So I think it started mostly as poetry and yeah. maybe some music so like cowboy poets yeah um come and recite poetry and i guess there's classic cowboy poetry you know like sort of ones that have been around a long time and then people are writing poetry now yeah too so so how much poetry did you get to hear i didn't get to hear as as much as others because we were pretty busy with our dance schedule yeah um so you were like square dancing we were hired well We had some school assemblies, um, so a lot of the focus is on outreach and education okay. in the community. So it's not just all in some sort of Nevada conference center. Yeah, part of it was. Yes, but um, also in the schools. In the schools, yeah. and then there's, um, in downtown Elko, there's a place called the Western Folklife Center, which is really where this is all centered around, mm. and um, it's kind of an older building. They've got like a 1890s bar in there and uh it's a gallery and a performance space and yeah really cool spot offices people work there and put on this cowboy poetry gathering among other things and um so a lot of it was based there and we did some performances there yeah went out into the schools um with a cowboy poet so that was cool this woman named lisa no maria lisa eastman she's a rancher from wyoming Uh, so i got to hear her cowboy poetry many times and that was super fun Oh, now, is, yeah. is this poetry, is it like oral tradition poetry? Is it like rhymed and metered verse? Or is it like blank poetry? Is it like Bukowski? But <laughs> 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 <by> cowboys? <laughs> or is it like, uh, like, yeah, like recitate, like, like oral, like something that wouldn't be written down, but it rhymes so you would remember. Right. I think it's both. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like I have a lot more to to explore yeah. in that realm. <laughs> like we were pretty busy playing, yeah, playing tunes and stuff. But uh, I think it's both. A lot of it is really rhythmic and musical and rhymy. That's probably not the way you're ready to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> and then some of it's not. Yeah. And and um, I think probably some of the more modern poetry is is a little more freeform. Yeah. With like line breaks, I'm imagining like a room full of people, and but then instead of like doing like like a coffee shop, like like hmm, or hmm, mm. you know, but they, <laughs> yeah. they would sort of it would sort of be more like hmm, <laughs> like in response, but they had the same feeling. <laughs> yeah, that would be a good thing to go look for. Yeah. I, ah man. Yeah. Yeah, I want to go check this out. It's it's worth it. It is really interesting. And actually, I really, this year the theme was Black Cowboys. Great. It was, yeah, that was like, because I was kind of like, what am I getting into? Yeah. What is this going to be? And is it going to be black a bunch of there? white old men? I mean, no offense to white old men, but. If we uh, had yes. an issue with them, if that was a deal breaker, we wouldn't be playing this yeah. music. <laughs> <laughs> There's many yeah. wonderful. Yeah. But um, I was really happy to see. A number of women and um, yeah, some black cowboys. Yeah, you know, current 
and a lot of it was drawing on history. And Dom Flemons was there performing. Uh, cool. And his, yeah, he recently put out an album called Black Cowboys. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, really drawing on the, the like, the deep, rich musical tradition, music yeah. and cowboy tradition. And I think it was something like after the Civil War, like one in four cowboys. There was a lot of um, people moving yeah. and working in the West, and that's sort of been lost. But it's good to talk about it, and there's so much history. And, like, a lot of these songs that people sing were probably, you know, are originated. Yeah. In, you know, from the black african-american traditions obviously i mean we know that i guess now, yeah but it was great to really talk about it there. cool yeah and there's some really neat exhibits you know and still happening there's just oh amazing you know ranch and horse culture and rodeo there was you know like rodeo champions that were there and there's a lot of songs written about some of these folks and anyway it's really cool yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I feel like there was so much more there than I got to see just because we were, yeah, pretty busy doing workshops and dances. Yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm out of questions. I'm just like thinking <laughs> <laughs> about cowboy poetry. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, shout out to the, what's it, the name of it? The Cowboy Poetry. The National the Nas- Cowboy Poetry Gathering. Great. I think, yeah. Elko. Cool. I think people just call it Elko. Elko. But that's what it's officially called. Right. And there are other poetry gatherings, yeah. cowboy poetry gatherings. And there's like Fisher Poetry Gatherings, apparently, in Astoria, oh, wow. Oregon, among other. Yeah, there's all these poetry gatherings. It like opened up this whole world that I really didn't know about. Man, there really are all. Um, all sorts of different kinds of nerds. <laughs> it's lovely. <laughs> yeah. right, let me get into G so that yeah. we can play some G tunes. Let's do that. How about that Johnny had a wedding and Phoebe wouldn't go? Yeah. Or didn't go. <laughs> wouldn't or didn't. I don't remember. Shouldn't. <laughs> Wasn't going to, yeah. but did. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> Thank you. 
That's oh. really nice because like I've been playing that for dances and kind of just ripping it. Yeah. Whatever the word. <laughs> playing it really too fast. That was like really pleasant. Actually. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Johnny had a wedding. Phoebe wouldn't, didn't go. Didn't go. Drama. I know. Drama. <laughs> Why? Yeah. What happened there? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> where, where did you get that one? Yeah, I got that one from Mick Kinney, who I think got it from Ed Fortenberry. I think it's a Georgia tune. All right. Ed Fortenberry. I, I think don't that's, know Ed. Yeah. I don't really either. I know of but, Mick. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Mick is great. Um, yeah, fiddle tunes a couple years ago. Actually, I took Mick's um, swing piano tutor tutoring or workshop. Cool. Yeah, it was super fun. But also picked up a bunch of fiddle tunes from him. Was that the first time you had like tried to play some trad music on piano? Yeah, 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 more or less. I mean, I've done a little bit of jazz. That's not trad. I don't know. That's not really trad. <laughs> well, yeah, depends, I guess. Yeah. yeah. A little yeah. bit of other genres, but yeah, so fun. Mm. He knows so much. I wish I could just go visit him and absorb. But it was kind of, I mean, yeah, there's a lot going on. He knows so much music. and So because you, what have you lived in Seattle for like 20 years or something? Like, yeah. You've been there for a Yeah, while. almost 20 years, yeah. And because of that, you've had access to fiddle tunes and therefore access to basically like the best trad musicians once a year for as long as you've been playing trad music. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think having traveled around a little bit around the country, like the summer, taking some time off and realizing just, Oh wow, we have such a great, community of musicians in Seattle. I think I just take it for granted because yeah. that's where I started. And um, yeah, so many amazing musicians. And then yeah, fiddle tunes and the jam and Portland and Oli. And yeah, there's all these little festivals around. Yeah, it seems like the only thing that comes close to would be like if you lived near Elkins, West Virginia mm. and had access to it's the Augusta of... stuff. Right. But that's right. the only other place I can think that has like as many kind of like different traditional music hangs and education. Yeah, that's a good way to think of it. I know in fiddle tunes, I mean, I think the first couple years, I didn't really sign up. I'm kind of part of that, like, hanger on campground. (laughs) Which is an education. Well, I've never actually stayed in the mule barn. There used to be a mule. Were you there when there was actually? I've never been there. Oh, you've never been to fiddle tunes? No. Interesting. Yeah. I can't pay for it. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I um, I totally think it's great, but some years it feels like a lot to sign up. And um, but I try to, you know, be part of the culture. Yeah. <laughs> the so sometimes it's nice too to just go hang out in the campground and get yeah. to play with people. I mean, that's the funny thing is like you live in Seattle, you theoretically have access to all these folks, but sometimes you have to go camp with them to actually sit down and play tunes and have some uninterrupted time. Mm. So every few years I try to sign up and do the workshops and I always love it and have fun, but it's also nice to just chill out. When, when did the barn owls get together? Yeah, I think, um, I think in 2013 or something, which is like is a while ago now. Yeah. Yeah. And it was sort of right after Fiddle Tunes or nearby there. And I think Hannah and Brittany had played together at Fiddle Tunes, like on a sailboat or something. I don't, I don't know why that's relevant, but I think it's a good it was like a magical experience, yeah. you know. And so they're like, oh, we should play more together. And then somehow I got to be part of that. I don't yeah. even know how. Even though you weren't on the sailboat. I probably just invited myself along. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, like literally one night we just played and then we were like, I guess we're a band. We're a band now. <laughs> <laughs> it just like felt really amazing. Yeah. So that's pretty special. Yeah. yeah and um, I think we we did a lot like really quickly. We played some shows. We made an album, which was really a live recording. So it was like you go in. I don't, do you remember MTC Studios? Did you no. ever know of that? Michael Connolly. 
Um, I think he just moved away, but he lived in Seattle and ran a really cool part music venue, part recording studio out of a little house that he converted into a little space. And um, you could go and do a live recording and then he'd put it on CD. And That's great. It's actually really great. And That's how sort this of music like should it. be. It's like once and done. Yeah. And um, yeah. Pretty fun. So yeah. that's our. Did album. you do it in front of an audience? Yeah, there's an yeah, audience. That's great. Do they clap yeah, at they the clap. end? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little controlled. Yeah. Like I think that everyone was like, that sounds kind of. Yeah, it's like they had to. They weren't like not- yes. Sounds <laughs> 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 a little bit like it could yeah. have been like added on yeah. as a, cla- a clap track. <laughs> Are there such things? There must be. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> clap track. Old time clap track. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so that's, I think, still available. We still have some yeah. in a box. Yeah, in a basement. No, yeah. Like, we put it out on CD Baby, and yeah. I get it, you know, $50 once a quarter for, like, downloads. Yeah. Like, why Great. not? It's yeah. pretty cool. cool. Maybe not supposed to say that on on the air. <laughs> why not? <laughs> you make uh, Talk about it. Just talk about the talk money. about it. Yeah. Money is involved in old yeah. time. Stop fetishizing it. $50 a quarter. <laughs> People make money doing it. Yeah. yeah. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Hannah broke all of our hearts and moved away. I um, know. First she moved out of Seattle. First she moved out of Seattle. And then we're talking about Hannah Trainum, um, who's been on the show. You go listen to her episode if you haven't yet. Um, listeners. Uh, but now she's back, back east. But you've been playing with Charmaine. Yeah. As... The Piney Woods gals? Just the Piney gals. Piney gals, not Piney Woods, excuse me. No, but you know, you could go there. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if you search for that, you're not going to find yeah, find your band. The Piney gals. Piney gals. Yeah, it kind of, I think the Barn Owls starting to play less. Yeah. Dovetailed with Charmaine having a baby, which meant she and Charlie. They have to tag out. Yeah. Someone's got to hang yeah. out with Hazel. And yes. they, you know. They would all do it, like Charmaine would play with Hazel and Charlie yeah. as a family. But now she wants to run around everywhere, so. Yes. Yeah. So it works. She won't just stay put. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember it, yeah, when my son, like, started. I would take him to the jam and, like, rock him in the middle, like, 15 people, you know, and he would fall asleep. And then I remember the jam that I took him to where I didn't play at all and I just followed him around. And I was like... Mm. All right, I guess my public life, my old-time music is over. House calls only. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but lucky for me, it meant, yeah, Charmaine, I don't know, needed a new project. And, yeah. and I think we'd, um, it, I was sparked by some gospel singing when at a jam, and I heard her singing, and I thought, you know, like, I want to sing with Charmaine. And so I was like, let's sing, and it just kind of worked also, so that was super fun. Mm. Well, uh, let, let's play another tune. Which one, well, I guess more importantly, which one do you want to end on? Oh, yeah. Because we got that Crockett's and then we got the new, Newport Breakdown. Let's end on Crockett's. Great. So let's play Newport Breakdown now. Great. Where's, the, where's Newport, this tune? Newport Breakdown. Well, there's a Manko Sneed version. Okay. This is sort of like that. Yeah. But, you know, it's based on hearing other people play it, notably Mike Bryant and Joseph DeCosimo. Good source. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that is my interpretation yeah. of all of those things. Yeah. It's probably different because I make things up sometimes. I'm just going to say it. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Change folk music. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I like what you made <laughs> to the extent that you made it. Yeah. It's, it's good. I mean, how can any tune be the same? Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Yeah.
That's kind of a demanding too. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might be yeah. the things I've made up in it. I don't Maybe. Know. <laughs> I mean, also, I feel like, yeah, Minko Sneed is just like, not so fast. You think it's going to go this way. It's not going to do that. It's yeah. going to do this other thing. Yeah. <laughs> the pathways are different. I know. It's yeah. got a cool thing to it, but and I don't play it quite like Minko Sneed did either. So I don't know. I don't know if Mako yeah. Sneed plays like Mako Sneed. <laughs> like, I've heard like like every time through the tune, it's like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, or young well, Mako Sneed or old Mako Sneed. I do yeah. think I um, I have like an improvisational tendency. I think just from like all my influences, my yeah. musical influences, you know. So yeah. I like to experiment. Yeah. Like. Like, what happens if I do this this way? I mean, because there's so many different ways to even just play the same three notes. I mean, yes. you could probably do the math on it. Yeah. Immeasurable. And I love all the just subtle differences between, mm. yeah, ways of playing it. But I, I mean, consistency is good too. Like, you can get a little overboard, but I try to have something behind what I'm trying to do. I can but relate I to phrasing. the tension yeah, of that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the people's playing I admire the most in the old time world, they've just done some really, they do some really cool things with phrases. You like know? who? Oh, well. Name names. Name names. <laughs> oh, God. Of, of good. <laughs> good phrasing. Yeah. Well, like I would say uh, Mike, Mike, Mike Bryan Mike. is one of those. Um, yeah. Paul Brown. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I got to see them at, yeah, in Colorado a couple of years ago, play together. It was so cool. Um, I got to see them last fall. Yeah, and it was really special. So fun. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, Brad Leftwich. Yes. Here we are. Yeah. He came to my dance last night. Yeah. That was such a treat. I was like, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> such a dork. <laughs> I totally yeah. got like all nervous. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> what a weird community. He told me he like he yeah. told me my tunes were danceable. Yeah. I was like, yes. High praise. That was good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, and there's some young fiddlers, young fiddlers. I mean, yeah, some people. Yeah. (laughs) Some people who are younger than Mike Bryant. who are younger than me or, yeah, yeah, and me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah, I love phrasing. I mean, like Tatiana Hargraves. I mean, I don't know, just people who really have, I feel like they're really saying something. They're like really communicating you know, like they're singing through their fiddle. Yeah. You know, someday I aspire <laughs> to have that happen. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I think we have, we just have the one left, don't we? I think so. Because we played all, we played the bonus track already. This <laughs> is the last one. Uh, where do people go to follow the barn owls to the, uh, into, because every once in a while, I'm assuming, I'm assuming you'll play again. Mm, the barn owls. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna play a reunion Someday. at some point. I know we've like gotten together in the summer usually for a festival, but we'll yeah. see. Yeah, I don't know. It's getting harder and harder. But I'm assuming you're getting on more and more dispersed. We're social on media. social media. Yeah, more or less. You're on the places. We've got a Facebook page. And if you, we might check it once. <laughs> if and if and when you play another show, that's probably it'll be on there. Social media, that's where to follow. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, and then you also have that that live album. You've got that live with album. With the measured clapping. Measured clapping. Yeah. And I think one of them like doesn't have clapping because maybe we had to cut it out. So it's like one track. I don't know. It's kind of funny. <laughs> like, oh, I didn't like this one, huh? I thought it was pretty good. I don't good. remember why it doesn't have clapping. Just <laughs> 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 That's what it's the clap old time, track you know? is for. Like, yeah. This is old time music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I could add it back in a clap yeah. track. <laughs> and then, and then the piney gals, not piney woods gals. Piney gals, we're on Facebook. Yeah. Um, we don't yet have a recording, but maybe we will. Yeah. If, if the demand is there. See us yeah. at a show. Okay. We tend to play around Seattle. Cool. Maybe we'll play somewhere else someday. Thanks so much. It's great. Yeah. Good playing with you. Super fun. Mm. All right, Crockett's honeymoon. Yeah, let's do it. Let's see how does this one go.
Make sure to like and follow the Piney Gals and the Barn Owls on Facebook so you know when they're playing next. It'll happen again someday. Them playing and shows in general. Just please stay home, folks. You can support Get Up In The Cool at patreon.com slash getupinthecool, and you can buy a t-shirt or a bag or phone case or sticker by following the link in this episode's show notes. Check out pitchforkbanjo.com for my instructional banjo series. Make sure to like and follow Get Up In The Cool on Facebook so you can see the video I posted from this episode and share it with the world. And everything I just mentioned is linked in the show notes for this episode in your podcast app. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to Get Up In The Cool.